You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Hey guys, we got a big car cast for you today. We're going to give you a little bit of recap of SEMA, um, what uh, what we saw there, what we liked there. And then we're going to talk to our friend Ron Caps, the driver of the Dodge Charger uh, RT funny car, uh, as we lead into to the Pomona Drag Racing this weekend. Before we get started, let me tell you a bit about Geico. Everybody's got a to-do list. You drop off your dry cleaning, maybe pick up some milk. Now you can add, save hundreds of dollars on car insurance to that list, and you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. Just go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you want some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to do you can do today. Go to Geico.com, and of course, uh, we're brought to you by our friends at Dodge. You don't have to wait for Black Friday to get a great deal. If you hurry into the Dodge Black Friday sales event today, where it's easier than ever to get a new Dodge Durango because we've got employee pricing plus all month long, not just Black Friday. They have all month long. So no matter where the season takes you, the Dodge Durango is here to make every trip this season a breeze. Because you're behind the wheel of a Dodge Durango, you're behind the wheel of a performance-driven SUV. And whether you're rolling out with friends or family, you'll be able to fit everyone with Durango's seven-passenger seating capacity. So no more waiting in line and no more camping out because Employee Pricing Plus is here all November long. Hurry into the Dodge Black Friday sales event. All right, Chris, let's get started. Welcome to CarCast. Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea here with Bill Goldberg calling in from a top secret bat cave location in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> getting settled into your new, uh, to your new pad, buddy? Depends upon your definition of settling in. Well, I <laughs> so saw, physically, yes. I saw like a half a dozen reliable carrier trucks uh, uh, on, your, on your post, all just loading up all the cars in one fail swoop, huh? Did you get yeah, to figure was, out man, it, if everything runs? That? <laughs> That's a good time to figure out, like, no. is everything run or not? No, <laughs> absolutely no. Actually, actually, weeks prior is a good time to figure out if everything <laughs> everything runs. Yeah, but you know, you know my schedule as of late. So I mean, like, literally the day of, I checked. It was the night before uh, I checked, and let's see here. I, I, where do you want to start? Um, do you want to start with the vehicle that I left the keys in the pod and I had the hot wire to get down to the street to get oh, on the reliable oh, carrier? Oh. So you've that got one or, you've or got the, the... the race car no, or the race car that I put the wheel in the pod, the steering <laughs> wheel, no less. The pods were like that the containers out in front where they're all sealed up and then a truck comes and takes them and brings them to your new home. So you pack these boxes, these giant crates, these pods up, and then somebody brings them to Texas. So you packed a steering wheel and a set of keys. Okay. Yeah, that's all right. Just, that's, just two of, that's just two of them. You know, and the bikes. <laughs> bikes don't start. I haven't ridden them in God knows how long. And, yeah. You know, so, and everything had to be taken down to the bottom of the hill, which was interesting. And then I... Yeah, it was oh, yeah, it was yeah. a cluster, man. Day, you know, day after day, but reliable really came through. I mean, I was flipped out, and they had uh, you know three out of the four drivers were were very helpful. The other one, I think, 
he's still looking for his brain somewhere, but, um, <laughs> you know, it was, uh, it, it, it was a horrible ordeal, but made much better by those guys they and took- all my friends and my wife. And I mean, it was a, it was a cornucopia of, of, it was lobotomizing to say the least. And, you know, <laughs> I'm going on no sleep. I haven't trained all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it's just, it's like a snowball thing. And yeah. then, Oh, you know, we got to catch a 6am flight and, it was a, it was a, it's continuing to be one hell of a week, but the end result is, is that the first morning I woke up at six o'clock, went out, caught about a four pound bass in my lake. Oh, nice. And that's how I, that's how I started my day off, man. So it was, uh, it was awesome. And I ended that day by catching, I think the same fish, you know, before the sunset. So <laughs> It's going to be your new buddy. He's going to be your Loch Ness monster. You're going to just keep catching the same fish for a year. <laughs> I'm going to keep feeding him, man. So hopefully he gets bigger each year, you know? Yeah. Um, so we've got some, uh, we've got some post-SEMA stuff going on. Uh, it was such a, it was a, it was a crazy week um, uh, for, for all of us. And I know you. Oh yeah. Then there's SEMA. <laughs> yeah. Right. You had to do, uh, you came in for SEMA for a day, right? You were there Tuesday. Then you had to do the Goldberg sitcom on Wednesday and then, you know, just flying around and, you know, there, there's just a lot of work, uh, a lot of work going on involved, but um uh, SEMA was great. We did, I think we did seven shows, or I did seven shows out there. We did, uh, I did two shows with Corolla, and I did uh, four, maybe five shows, something like that. But I did like seven, uh, seven shows out there. We um, so tune in. By the way, uh, as you guys are listening to this, uh, keep checking back. We are posting extra shows on the CarCast feed on iTunes and the Shift and Steer feed, by the way, uh, on on iTunes. Uh, the other podcast I do with Brad Fanshaw and Aaron Hagar. We did uh, we did a big show in with Hot Wheels. We announced the Hot Wheels Legends Tour winner, and it was the Nash. Uh, it was the same winner in El Segundo. When Adam and I judged in El Segundo, we picked that car as a winner, and then it went to the finals, and that one went on to win the whole thing. That guy's car is going to be made into a Hot Wheels. And uh, we interviewed him in the Hot Wheels podcast, which is already up. Uh, I think you'll dig the conversation. The guy is really good. He's very smart. He's a great fabricator. And he built this car for less than $10,000. So when you see some pictures and uh, hear the pod, I think you guys will enjoy it. And then we've got coming up soon... Our, our interview uh, in the K&N Filters booth. We chat with uh, with a couple of guys from K&N, which are fantastic, the new CEO. Um, and, uh, and then we have uh, our friend Patrick Dempsey coming to the studio and Porsche driver Patrick Long coming to the studio. And I think we, I don't know, Chris, we spent about a half hour with those guys. We have a great conversation with them um, as well. So uh, lots of great content coming up. And then Shift and Steer, by the way, constant flow of guests. Dave Merrick from Acura. We had uh, 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 Teresa from uh, uh, LMG, LLG, CT. Uh, she, she's the, the super painter that did uh, Jay Leno's Bronco that was in the Ford booth. I think she had 12 cars at SEMA that she uh, she did work on. Um, uh, uh, a bunch of different uh, uh, wonderful guests as well. So tune into that. Um, 
Uh, I don't know how often you got a chance or if you got a chance at all, Bill, to run up. And uh, I know your schedule at, at SEMA was uh, was pretty hectic for the day. I think Weld Wheels and Speedcore and MagnaFlow and just a lot. But uh, but we had our two vehicles in the MagnaFlow display out front uh, next to the Ford out front drifting area. And uh, I spoke to uh, MagnaFlow's guy, uh, uh, Bill. He's the guy that drives one of the semi-trucks, and he sits there and uh, watches over the suite of cars they have out there all day. I think they had seven vehicles. Your speed car, speed core, carbon fiber wide body Challenger, the black car with uh, with the very cool uh, – uh, black stripes with the raw carbon showing through, and the HRE wheels, and the uh, and the the custom interior, the camo interior stuff. Is it rough tough? Who does the interior? Yeah, that was rough tough that came out with those. It was my first uh, first venture into the seat cover world, and uh, they they came out with the Arctic pattern. We got like three or four of them. Yeah, and, uh, it was it, you know it was a weird. I didn't know what to expect. And uh, you see a lot of things at SEMA, and um, I, I I was very pleased with the outcome. I, I think it's I think it's pretty cool. It's it's different. So they're selling and, uh, those, right? You can buy the the Goldberg camo version, sort of the tribal camo version of seat covers for various vehicles now. That that was their oh, plan. Oh yeah, you can buy them for for any any vehicle. I think. Uh, I got to get all the specs, but you know, all the new vehicles, mm-hmm. they can be installed in. They, they come in and they well, come custom. Obviously, you know, with the, with the Sparco carbon fiber seats that I had, they, they must've spent, I don't know, God knows how long yeah. custom fabricating those seat covers, but they did it. They did a really good job. And oh, it so turned I, out very, very I was going to tell you. So we loaded up the cars. Uh, we loaded up the cars Monday morning. SEMA opens on Tuesday. All the loading stuff is, you know, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I loaded up, uh, brought my truck in Monday morning. About a half hour later, uh, your car arrived. It sounds sick. Man, that thing is loud. <laughs> oh, my God. And uh, and then the Rough Tough guys came, and they had to install the seat covers. They were made, but they weren't installed yet. But, yeah, you have those carbon fiber Sparco seats, and they didn't want to cover the carbon fiber. So these guys were scrambling all day. They were crawling in your car. They couldn't remove the seats. They had to do it in the car. They had to disassemble the seats in the car, apply, uh, install the seat covers, and assemble the, the seats. And uh, these poor guys... Guys, these poor guys that were working on it were not small fellas, and uh, and it's hot, and the car is black, and the sun's blaring down, and they're just sweating up a storm, and and trying to do these things all while in there. Um, but uh, they got it done; it looked fantastic. I will tell you this: is is Bill from Magnaflow? He was there the whole time, the whole week, and on Friday, as we were packing up, I, I went in and checked with him several times and did some tours of the of the truck with, uh, you know, with different sponsors. JL Audio and ACC came by with the custom interior, and uh, and uh, you know, we showed the the truck off to a few people, had a few meetings over there, and he said that they had seven vehicles there, and. Your car and my truck were the by far the most talked about, the most photographed ones out there. And uh, I was like, okay, that's cool. I get it with your car, but I'm kind of running in a bone stock for Lightning. 
<laughs> and uh, I guess just a lot of people kind of connected with it. They're like, oh, it's a Lightning. I haven't seen one in a while. And I think it was the only Gen 1 Lightning there. So uh, lots of photos of that. If anybody has them, uh, please uh, post them up on, uh, on social media. Put them up on Instagram. Tag us. And uh, we'll we'll repost it. We will reshare it. We'll comment on it. I want to see what you guys. Dude, got. they did it. They 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 all the people that jumped in on your truck in such a short period. Of oh time, yeah, man, they did a hell of they did a hell of a job. I, I got to say uh, a huge a huge thank you to Galpin Autosports. Uh, those guys did several waves on my car. Like they had to do the suspension for me. Then I needed to get it back to do stuff on it. And Brad Fanshawe for Bod Speed Wheels made the wheels. <laughs> Uh, we scanned in the original wheel, and then they brought it in the CAD software, and then he had – it took six hours per wheel just on the CNC machine. Six hours per wheel, and that's before polishing and before powder coating because when you put them on the CNC, it gets all – it like it shapes it, but it gets those little grooves you know, that, the, uh, that the drill bit leaves, and uh, they got to polish them all off by hand. And then you got to send them out. We did a Mercedes silver powder coat, and uh, they were great. So they're 18 inches. They're staggered, and they're directional now. They're nine and a halfs in the front, tens in the back. And uh, we've got uh, 295, 45-18s in all four corners. So Brad turned those around. I think we installed those Saturday before we left for SEMA on Sunday. <laughs> I went back SEMA to Galpin. Runs. Oh, my God. I went back to Galpin, and... Uh, and they had their car audio guy uh, help me out. I did. I wired up everything, and then he needed to build the custom box for the JL audio subwoofer and the amplifier and stuff. And uh, 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 Tommy over at Galpin Auto Sports, and of course uh, uh, Steve McCord and and uh, and the boss over there, Bo Bachman. Uh, Tommy at Galpin got approval from the bosses to have their car audio guy, the fabrication guy. Work overtime all day Saturday, all day Sunday, so I can pick it up on Monday morning the week before. Uh, and uh, and and they stepped up, and it's good. And, if, and now I got to go back to them because we got to do the breaks and we got to do some other stuff. But um, but they uh, they did such a great job. And uh, when you see the wheels in person, I think you guys will love them. Uh, uh, it is it was um, it, it turned out great. So thanks for everybody that came out for that. Uh, but man, can we talk about for a second that uh, seeing in person in the Magnaflow booth the all-wheel drive Speedcore Charger? Please, you know, because I couldn't talk turbo? a lot about it when when I went up with Leah yeah. to uh, break that world record, man. But uh, the only <laughs> the only cooler thing about that car than actually seeing it is watching it go <laughs> go down the track. Because the thing is just absolutely sickening. It's terrifying, but it's so cool and so outside of the box. Um, it's 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 really it's really a cool it, piece. It was, it was and, in the you know, mine, booth. Mine's coming right down the pipe, man. It should be done in about a month. I hope. Oh my gosh! It's a uh, that thing was sitting on four slicks, and it was fifteen hundred and something horsepower. Um, it was it was fantastic, but. Uh, uh, so t- remind us where where did you go when you were at SEMA? What you were you were with oh, Weld oh and Speedcore, MagaFlow, and um, some others? Yeah, yeah, Rough Tough uh, mm-hmm. first, and then I went to MagaFlow, and then we went Speedcore, and then uh, uh, Motul, and then mm-hmm. I stopped by Weld. And you know, um, I would be remiss in not mentioning the drive in with um, Leah and Christy and. 
Unfortunately, our boy Chris Jacobs had to open up SEMA, so he couldn't be along for the drive. Yeah. But, you know, we left, we left Bondurant, and uh, we were representing Dodge, Bondurant, and the Gary Sinise Foundation. Yeah. And, you know, to, re- to be able to represent such a foundation that does so much for veterans, you know, coming up on Veterans Day, it was pretty cool. You know, I, uh, I-, I was very honored to be a part of it. Um, not only that, but I got to drive the all-wheel, or not the all-wheel drive, but the wide-body uh, new Hellcat Charger. And yeah. um, it was a lot of fun. I had a, a, a double amputee in with me, and uh, we had a nice drive, nice talk. Um, it, it, it reinforced the fact that uh, these guys are more than heroes. Um, it was an honor and a privilege to, to have him in the car. Mm-hmm. and to be part of that and it was and not to mention like i said we we had one hell of a fun drive coming in there yeah um hoover dam was just part of it we stopped at a couple different stops along the way but uh great cause great cars and great people so that's good i i, I know we've said this before and i think chris and everyone in this building will will back me up on this Gary Sinise is the nicest guy ever. There's nobody like more <laughs> generous and and like that guy seems to do more charity stuff through his foundation and with his band and everything then then he does it acting at this point like he's just constantly doing that stuff and he's the sweetest guy like we got a chance to meet him uh at uh, the coronado vintage race uh, a couple of years back um not too far from uh from your old house <laughs> and uh and he was just like come into my you know come into my come into my trailer come to my motorhome come sit down get out of the sun and let's talk and he talked about the band and he talked about cars and he's not even like a big car guy but he's the guy that's super interesting where he like leans in and just makes eye contact and he goes tell tell me why tell me why you love these cars tell me why you're like he's just so genuine um so uh, a great foundation uh for that uh that he's got going on um yeah and also remember how many of the podcasts we were talking about Bondurant when it was mm-hmm. about to go under with all the stuff going on over there? Yeah, um, I'm here. To, I'm here to tell you that under the new ownership, it is about to flourish. Um, I'm, I'm very happy to to have been there and got to meet everybody um, well, behind the scenes look, and uh, it, it's 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 up for bigger and better things. That's good to know. I, I am a fan of the Bondurant School. Of course, I'm friends with Pat and Bob Bondurant, and uh, I wish them the best. They've been in so many of our documentaries and been generous to us, but um, uh, unfortunate how everything sort of went down. But uh, but the school is there, like you're saying, and it's available and it's going to grow, and Dodge is still on board. So uh, that's fantastic. Um, and it was fun, man. You saw some of the video- <laughs> videos. Oh, yeah. Now, oh, my gosh. Oh, you know, I. Man, I texted you and I was like, "Hey, the cars are here. They're staged. Everything looks good." And uh, I was like, "I know you're on your way in." And you're like, "Yeah, probably shouldn't be, but we're doing 120, figuring out how to get." I wasn't. I, that was, <laughs> hey, I didn't know. I never said that. I never said that. <laughs> I know that you must have been talking to somebody. Else. It must have been a different. It was a different. My bad. Different Bill <laughs> Goldberg. Although I'm pretty sure Christy Lee told me she did 140. So. <laughs> It was 150. Oh, I can say. <laughs> it's 150. Um, oh, uh, quick yeah, shout out. Funny. It was funny because we called we called uh, Mark Trossel along the way and said, Mark, I hope you wind tested these wind te- wind tunnel tested these vehicles because my hood's about to fly off. 
Oh, yeah. And, and man, he went into an absolute panic, and it was just a joke, obviously. <laughs> By the way, Mark Trosel is one of our guests on Shift and Steer, so when you tune in, they can hear uh, more from him. Um, I want to get into uh, some of the cool cars that we saw at SEMA and uh, uh, and remind you guys that um, – uh, all of our social media accounts, and uh, especially my Instagram, my Facebook, I'm putting up huge photo galleries of the cars we saw, the stuff we liked, and uh, we forget that SEMA is all about the parts as well. It is a trade show. It's about all the latest and greatest performance parts. So I went over to the new parts uh, performance hall, the new product showcase, and I went up and down and looked at every single new part there in those showcases. And I took about 50 or 60 photos of things that I thought were kind of interesting. And I posted a gallery of just new performance parts, uh, a little taste of pretty much everything that you can imagine. And in the in that gallery, that their display – uh, SEMA's display has a card next to each product that says the name of the company, a little description, a price, and sort of where you can find them, or at least you can Google them. And what I try to do is make sure I photographed that card in every photo. Now, you might have to like zoom in a little to see it, but there is details of every product. So if you see something that you think is cool and you want to know more about it, you can just zoom in, find out who the company is, and uh, and and dig into it from there. And again, many of these products are probably aren't even out yet, but they are uh, coming soon if uh, if they're if they're not out already. But um, so I want to get into a few of the cool cars that we saw. Uh, but before we do that, uh, Chris is going to go and get uh, our buddy Ron Caps on the phone. Uh, Ron Caps is uh, NHRA, a funny car driver. Um, we're all uh, as we're recording this, we're a few days away from from the uh, Pomona Drag Race, the the finale, uh, the season finale there, and uh, uh, I think we uh, we have some uh, NHRA winners as well, some ticket winners that are going to be going to the race. Um, thanks to our friends at Jegs. Uh, we had Jeg Coughlin Jr. on Shift and Steer as well, by the way. So when you go listen to those shows, uh, we are giving away two sets, two pairs of tickets f- for the race this weekend, mm-hmm. along with, uh, along with uh, backstage passes, if you will. Like every, every, <laughs> every. You know, every ticket is a pit pass, so you can walk up and down the aisles and see the cars, but. Our friends over at Jags are inviting you behind the ropes to see the car, get into the trailer there, and see what the crew chief does. And look at the – they have a gear wall. They have a they have a pegboard in the trailer of just all the various gear sets that they can basically change, like, in between oh. sessions. Um, so if you want a little peek behind the curtain uh, – you're going to do that with our friends from Jags. I'm hoping to get out there as well. But um, we've got uh, – We've got uh, a lot going on. So uh, uh, Chris is going to get uh, Ron Caps on the phone. But um, but before we get into that, we're going to get into some of the cars. But the first car I want to mention, of course, is uh, – oh, actually, let's talk to Ron Caps. Hello? Hey, man. How are hey, you guys? Hey, Ron. This is Matt. You're on the phone with Bill Goldberg as well. How you doing? Good. Good, good. Man, uh, uh, we were up, just – Ronnie? <laughs> hey, how are you? Long time no see. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah it's, it's been a while, hasn't it? It sure feels like it's been, <laughs> it's I, been a while. I heard you guys I, are travel I buddies. I've gotten a couple of things accomplished between then and now. 
Yeah, I, I, I left SEMA show and I get, I, I seem to run into to Bill at the airport a lot, whether it's flying out of home when we fly somewhere or leaving SEMA on the very last flight out of town with our fingers crossed, hoping we get back home. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was great. awesome so, uh, looking over there and seeing Ron, man. I, uh, <laughs> I had somebody to vent to. <laughs> really because ron said he just wanted to take a nap he was just kind of hoping you'd shut your trap so i don't know uh that may have been that may have been the case but i made him move seats and sit up next to me just so he could hear it. <laughs> uh right on we were just that doing our we were just doing a little bit of a, a SEMA recap here and uh, talking about all the great parts that we saw um but uh we're going to get into some of the cars as well but before we do uh, we've got Pomoda this weekend, man. NHRA Finals is coming this weekend. Uh, we're giving away a few tickets, a few pairs of tickets uh, for that as well. Um, and uh, uh, I'm sure you're excited to go out there. You're what currently sixth in the lineup in your uh, in your Charger? Yeah, yeah, we're sixth. We we dropped. You know, you're talking about SEMA and all that. We had Vegas two weeks ago and. We lost a little bit of ground where we'd hoped to gain a little bit. And uh, mathematically, we're still in the hunt for a championship. We just have to go there and, and win and hope that a couple of cars in front of us struggle. So, uh, But, man, you talk about looking at the weather, you know, high 70s, 80s, all weekend in November in L.A. Yeah. And, and, and season ending in Pomona, one of the most historic racetracks we go to. I know Bill's come up there. He brought his son up last year. Um, it's just a place that you... You uh, you know, it's the birth of drag racing, and it's just so much history there. And to have the world championships come down to that race, uh, it's going to be incredible. What are ideal? Let, let, me, let me reiterate again for the fans how what an experience it is. Going to NASCAR is one thing, but being able to go to NHRA and, and literally, you know, uh, smell these engines. <laughs> You know, starting up, watching them tearing them down and building them back up, and get to hang out with these drivers. I mean, it's a, it's an unbelievable experience if you have not experienced it. And like Ron said, the weather's going to be just fabulous. It's a great family atmosphere, and if you like fast cars, then uh, that's definitely the place to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Ron, we've been um, we've been encouraging people to go see racing live. So, uh, so far this year, we've given out. Uh, We've uh, teamed up with the different racing sanctioning bodies and tracks and some of the teams, and uh, we gave out uh, tickets to uh, NASCAR at Bristol. We gave out tickets to uh, IndyCar at Laguna Seca, and now we're giving wow. out some uh, NHRA uh, uh, tickets as well. So, uh, And by the way, thanks to everyone. Thanks to Bristol and to IndyCar and, uh, uh, and to NHRA and uh, maybe some of your friends out there to Team Jegs. Uh, our, our friends at Jegs are are given some uh, sort of behind the curtain passes along with some uh, some tickets to uh, to to the race this weekend. So in Pomoda, so um, very cool, a lot of fun. Uh, Ron, what are you were talking about the weather? What are ideal track conditions? Because the cool air seems to be making more power, but you know the track can't be too hot for, for traction. Like when you look at track conditions, we're looking at traction and and essentially horsepower, or is horsepower not really a factor? You're making the horsepower no matter what. Is it all about traction? Yeah, it is. But you got to imagine we've got these, you know, these Goodyear tires that are trying to to plant this thirteen, you know, well close to thirteen, between eleven and thirteen thousand horsepower. 
So when you're trying to apply the clutch to that much horsepower, you've got these two lanes, you know, like the old days, they talked about the two quarter mile lanes. Uh-huh. And it's just nothing but rubber that is built up, and they manicure this and keep it so nice, and, and they don't let it build up too much. They kind of scrape the excess off, but then they spray this stuff down and makes it stick. So what you're talking about is, is ideal temperatures are anywhere in the 70s, you know, outside. Okay. And they'll check the temperature. We have special track specialists that will go up there and check it with a, a little infrared gun and update our crew chiefs on what the temperature of the track is. You don't want the sun completely beating down on a hot day on this rubber. Because if you can imagine a little strip of rubber, if it's got sun beating on it, it's going to get real gooey. Yeah. You don't want that. And if you can keep the temperatures low 70s, that's ideal. Um, and a little bit of cloud cover, perhaps, just to keep the sun from beating on it. But, uh, you know, the, the Pomona track has been around forever, so it's very well prepared, and it's kept very well. And, uh, and so it doesn't take a whole lot of preparation when we come back here every, you know, two times a year. And, and to be honest with you, it's a little bit downhill and that's just the way it was built. So you throw those all in there and there's always track records or always world records being broken. And, uh, I don't see any reason why this weekend you won't see that again. It's funny you mentioned that it's a little bit downhill. Uh, Bill and I ran it at, uh, at, uh, Springfest, the Dodge event down there. And when we, when we actually, we got a chance to, to go to Pomona and drive the Dodge uh, Challenger uh, 1320s. And it oddly felt like a little bit downhill. And you don't, I don't think you realize <laughs> it, just like looking at it. And uh, I, I don't know what that does. Like you're saying, it changes world records. I don't know if it changes ETs or much as it does mile an hour, but it's a little interesting. It's a little interesting that okay. it goes down. Well, to throw more of that on there, you got to imagine that it is also one of the shortest shutdown areas. So, in other words, when we make a run down there, and we're going zero to three point eight seconds right in front of your right in front of your eyes as a spectator, yeah. but you're doing that three hundred and thirty miles an hour in a thousand feet, and then we have to get out these two parachutes we have, and ho- and hope they both hit at the same time, and then pray that everything goes right and you get on the brakes because it is by far the shortest shutdown. So here we have the most historic track, one of the fastest because it is a little bit downhill, and then the shutdown area is also, it's more downhill than their track. And on top of that, you're already flying down this thing. So to be honest with you, it's one of the tracks that you worry about stopping more than you worry about making a killer record run. So there's a lot going on at this racetrack on top of battling for a championship and all the other stuff that that happens. So... Um, I'm sure you guys, I know you were both at that event, and uh, those those cars, they're heavier, much heavier than ours. I'm sure they were a little difficult to start slowing down, and, and, and you know, you see that golf course, that big sand trap at the end, and it comes up fast. Yeah, I don't think we were well, going well, very let's, fast. Let's, let's keep it in perspective. <laughs> I mean, you know, we had, what what were we running in those? those uh, I think there were 475 horse. Yeah. Yeah, less than 500 horsepower. Yeah. <laughs> How much did you say you were running? 15,000? Uh, Eleven thousand, but you're talking a car that weighs twenty two hundred pounds, and uh, <laughs> and then two parachutes and stuff. We we on a good run. I've talked to Bill about this. He goes six and a half G's, so we go through more space, more than the space shuttle goes through, more than anything on the planet, G forces wise, except the fighter pilot. But the net, the G's when the parachutes hit are upwards of negative eight to negative ten G's. I was going to ask about that. Stopping is more physically demanding than. Than launching that car and going down, you know, 
right? Because it seems like it's significantly more uh, G-force to to make that thing. Once you hit the shoots on that thing, it's got to be it's got to be intense. I'm, I've told people this before. I've made runs at Pomona and hit the chutes, and it reminds me of one of those commuter flights you take into a small airport when there's bad weather. <laughs> yeah. And you get out, and you want to kiss the ground and just thank God the pilot got you on the ground. That's what some of the runs feel like when we get stopped after going 338 miles per hour at Pomona. So there, there, in this short period of time, and even like in a month, you can't really put this in perspective to the normal human being. But, but, you know, you, you, no matter what you do, you have to have respect for either the vehicle or the sport. Um, do you still get terrified? I mean, I just heard you say it, it puckers you a little bit, go, you know, stop at a Pomona. But do you, I mean, obviously seat time and experience lessen the terrifying factor. But, I mean, do you still have to be terrified to, to keep it under control and keep, you know, perspective on 11,000 horsepower? Yeah, yeah. The the fear definitely, it, it, the fear to me is equal to the respect. And, you know, it's funny when last time I was in studio with you, Matt, you know, with Adam Carolla and, and Bill, the way he is, you guys go out and you buy these cars, even if it's not a, a current car, you go out and build this hot rod that you'd love to, to own that you saw as a kid. Yeah. And, and you put this thing together, right? And you're going to take it to the track or you're going to take it out somewhere and really get on it. Well, as you've gotten older, and it's the same for me. When I first started driving for Don Prudhomme, I didn't care what it was. When Snake tells you, get in this car, and we're going to make a run and try something new, you didn't even ask questions. You know, you just got in. It was like you're a test pilot, like you're Chuck Yeager. But as I've gotten older, I've, I've thought more about, are the brakes going to be good in this car? Have I looked over all the safety equipment in this car? And it's the same as owning a a collector car that is a muscle car or an old road race car or an old Paul Newman car. So you've, you've got to have, and I've learned this slowly, probably not as fast as I should have, but I've learned to, to think about these worst things that can go wrong before I enjoy the best things about that car that's going to get me off when I go out and step on the gas and start banging gears. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it's Absolutely. fantastic. It's exciting to do. And, and it's like you're saying, you, you've been doing this a while now, you know, uh, uh, and it it's got to be thrilling and exciting every time. It's just it's just one of those things where you you can't you you can't ever just sort of walk into it. There's you can walk into it with experience, but probably can't walk into it with a level of <laughs> comfort. <laughs> that no, just, no. And it, listen, I, I have the giggle? best job in the world. Yeah. Well, it does. It, it actually does. And you know, we're like Bill and I were flying home the other day, and. and he looked over at me and said, man, you, I don't have a job like yours. Like, you've got the best job in the world. And I'm thinking, geez, Louise, like, this guy has stood in the middle of a ring in front of thousands with world world watching him. How cool a job would that be? Or to be a rock star on stage playing a guitar. But there's times I'm I terrified sit and I think, I'm in my underwear. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, we all think the, we should look like that in our underwear, but... That's beside the point. Yeah, that that's the added factor that, that you know, especially at my accelerated age. But you know, for I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I respect you guys to the nth degree. Everybody knows that I love speed, and and Matt loves speed, and Adam loves speed. But I mean, you guys are on a completely different level, and I just I'm. I'm in awe of it because it's something that I'd like to do. You remember I asked you about a drag racing school on the plane, 
Um, it, it, it's something that I'd like to do, but man, as much as, as much respect as I have for my Cobra and my demon and stuff like I couldn't even imagine having that much horsepower at, you know, controlled by my right foot. It's just, it's just really cool. And you would love it. That's the thing is every car person, every car person, I wish they could go for a ride and and get to do what I get to do. Cause I I know everybody would completely lose their mind in ecstasy. It's, it's unbelievable when you make a run. The coolest thing is I've been wearing these HD glasses. I wear inside my helmet uh, throughout the season. So if you go like on my Facebook fan page and you scroll back to races, you actually ride. When we went 339 miles per hour in Pennsylvania a month ago, I had these glasses on, and it was the second fastest speed in the history of funny cars. Wow. And they're actually, you can hear me shut the visor, and the car gets quieter. I mean, you're in there as my head moves. And it's amazing for me to go back and watch this view after it was actually me wearing them. But to go back and watch, <laughs> I think, and I just shake my head going, my God, that's crazy. That's fantastic. You talked about even going for a ride and doing this uh my buddy Larry Dixon's putting that tandem car together, and I think he's been doing it. Yeah, that's little, crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> and you know, it's funny. I talked to him, and he's like, he's like, I really wanted the passenger to sit in the front, and he sit in the back. And the insurance is like, no way, <laughs> that's going to happen. <laughs> so, you need uh, a diaper sponsor. There's no doubt. There's going to be people messing I, their pants. Like, I, pooping I, I, their pants. I'm telling you, I, I like where his head's at, though. I mean, talk about changing the experience, and 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 offering something that hasn't really been done before, like a full speed, full power run in a tandem dragster. I mean, the difference of course is it's a little bit longer and so it's additional weight and whatever, but uh, that's, that's pretty nuts. And um, you know, I, I think he's doing a few, he's been doing a lot of testing. He's been doing some corporate things and, and whatnot, but uh, uh, I, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's exciting to do. I would love to, to go for that ride and uh uh, and you're right. Be wearing a diaper the whole time. Um, yeah, and plus it, the factor of you not being in control. Add that exactly. on top of the gnarliest thing ever. I know you guys are both like me. I hate when people want to take me for a ride because then they try to impress you. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot of people out there that have the talent that makes me feel as calm when they're trying to impress me in some race car or car. And I'm not a comfortable person in the right seat. I'm sure you're the same way, Bill. Absolutely. I, I am I am too. It's just like it's weird. Like on a track with somebody, I kind of trust what they're doing, but driving around town, I don't trust I can't sit in that right seat. I, I just I no, just have a, I have an issue with it. And uh it's I don't know, it's kinda weird. Um and I, I tell you what though, Adam Kroll is the best shotgun rider ever. Like I will drive like a maniac going to events and whatnot <laughs> and he just sits there and just talks the whole time like he i don't know how he does it uh and uh and his guy mike august does the same thing mike august is the craziest driver uh, you know cutting over lanes and driving but, on but sidewalks and, signs your checks doesn't he so he knows you're not <laughs> yeah. gonna kill him. <laughs> yeah that's right like he knows uh if i gotta get paid i gotta keep him alive um ron thank you so much uh i'm looking forward to uh to hopefully seeing you this weekend i'm gonna try to get out there uh, this weekend and um, uh, good luck. Uh, I think you're going to have fun. Enjoy the weather, and uh, this is not far from your hometown, so you don't have a lot of traveling to do. You can uh, you can sleep in your own bed at night, I guess. No, I can't. Not that close, but close <laughs> enough. There's a lot of friends and family. The worst part is getting tickets, as you know, with uh, any home game. It's 
that's the, the, the most stress probably of the whole weekend. But yeah, thanks again, man. I, I, uh, it's so cool that racing and cars has brought me friends like you guys and uh, I'm able to, to talk about it with you guys. So I uh, look forward to seeing both of you soon. Thanks, Ron. I really appreciate it. it. You can follow Ron Caps on Twitter. He's Ron Caps twenty eight on Twitter, and uh, the the website is Shoe Racing, S H O E Racing. Be safe, Ronnie. Be safe, Ronnie, and uh, good luck this weekend. And uh, I'll be I'll be back. Hopefully, see you soon. And uh, hi, brother. You got it. I'll see you guys soon. Thanks, Ron. Yes, sir. You bet, man. Later. All right, guys, I'm going to tell you a little bit about our friends at Zorro. If you purchase supplies for a business, you know it's nearly impossible to find everything you need in one place. That's why there's Zorro.com, where their number one goal is to make your life easier. It's Zorro, Z-O-R-O.com. It's where you'll find everything you need for businesses of almost any size in any industry. Zorro has tools and equipment, safety and office supplies, cleaning supplies, and more. They have tons of stuff from industries for uh, like electrical, plumbing, contracting, manufacturing, and more. You'll find brands that you know and trust like Stanley, 3M, Milwaukee, Schneider, and Rubbermaid. And Zorro has amazing customer service for, uh, for real people based here in the U.S. You'll also enjoy fast, free shipping on orders of over $50 or more. Even if you don't have a business to shop for, you can still find lots of great items at Zorro.com. And right now, if you go to Zorro.com slash CarCast and sign up for their Zmail newsletter, you'll get 15% off your first order. So go to Zorro.com slash CarCast for 15% off. Uh, all right. So uh, I was uh, going through the SEMA show floor. I try to run around. I try to catch as many uh, – uh, uh, cool cars and stuff as possible. Oftentimes you're just running through the hall and you're snapping a picture and you don't get much time to stop and really kind of look at it. So I go through the pictures again. Sometimes you don't get to talk with everybody there, but uh, uh, it's a it's a hectic event. Like we said, we did a lot of live shows and, and things like that. And uh, oh, by the way, our friends at Mothers, thank you so much for coming by and cleaning our cars out front by that drifting area. Those guys kick up all kinds of rubber and dirt and junk all over the cars. They came over twice a day, every day, and cleaned our cars. So thank you guys for that. Thank you very, very much, gentlemen um, and ladies. Really appreciated that. So uh, some very cool cars. Uh, old Broncos, 60s Broncos were, were sort of uh, the theme. Uh, uh, Leno had one, and uh, I must have seen, uh, I don't know, a dozen of them out there. They were uh, – uh, lots of companies making Bronco chassis, and uh, now there's a, a completely repopped uh, body. So I don't know what you need, just a VIN number? You can basically recreate a Bronco from scratch. Um, so that was kind of interesting to see. Uh, our friends at Acura had a cool booth with the NSXs and whatnot, but they had the uh, the S800. I believe it's the S800. S800 is the, the little Honda car that they had there. That thing was kind of cool. Um I saw a BMW M1 Pro car just uh, on display there, which is which is fantastic. K&N Filters had a 935 Tribute car. It's the one with the big, like nineteen or twenty inch wheels, like a 345, 30, 19 on the back of this thing. Um, it was very cool. Now it was a street car that was turned into like 935 bodywork, uh, twin turbo. Very cool. That thing was cool to see. 
I saw another 935. I didn't get pictures of it, but people told me it was electric. I don't know if it was a Tesla drivetrain, but a Porsche 935, uh, uh, at least a 935 recreation done in electric, which was interesting. Um, Speaking of electric, I found a company, a small, like, first-timer booth, and they make an electric crate engine. They The, the entire drivetrain, the engine can bolt into your engine compartment, and it bolts up to a conventional transmission, and then they sell all the components, the batteries, the radiators to cool the batteries, everything that you need. I think it's very expensive. I think it's like 70000 for the kit. But uh, they had a 69 Camaro convertible there that was completely done in electric, and most of the interior was stock. So that's kind of neat as far as in the world of uh, of uh, of new products. Uh, our friends at Brembo had a 10-piston caliper. We got into that. We interviewed uh, uh, we interviewed Dan Sandberg from Brembo on uh, on CarCast as well. So we have those interviews coming up. Uh, Ring Brothers hit it out of the park. Uh, love Mike and Jim Ring. Um, they're so nice. Those guys. They had uh, they had a Mustang. Uh, I think it was called Uncle, and it was in the Holly booth. It was a racing-inspired, I'm going to say, 69 or 70 Mustang. Um, really, really well done. Uh, just the attention to detail. Very raw, not really like covered-up engine components. Um, it had like a like a John, is it Cassie or John Case? I never know the difference. But he had like a, a, a Boss 429 engine in it from uh, from him. I want to say over 700 horsepower naturally aspirated. And uh, and their Camaro, I don't know if you got a chance, Bill, to see the Ring Brothers Camaro that they built. It's another 69 Camaro. I think it was called Valkyrie. And, uh, yes. It yeah, was beautiful color. Oh, my God. Just over the top as far as the details. And they won – by the way, they, they won a Ford uh, Design Award. They won the GM Design Award. They won Battle of the Builders. With that, with that, that car just won and won and won and won. The, the Mustang and the Camaro. These guys – Every year, uh, I see them at SEMA, and I say, what are you going to bring next year? And they said, we're hoping to take a year off. But then they show up with three cars. So <laughs> they're, uh, uh, Here's the, they're did so you busy. See, remember, remember a couple of years ago, they had that 73 uh, Brewster Green Trans Am there? Yeah. Did yeah. you see it again this year? Uh, I, I don't recall seeing it this year. Uh, it might have been that there. Car, it, it, yeah, it was there again, man. And that that car, seeing it again, that, that's just absolutely one of the coolest cars ever. Um, it, it really not everybody is. can afford a Ring Brothers car, but for what they do, man, they they are unmatched, unrivaled. They they really do a good job. And, and by the way, tons of these builders do. It's just we, you know, I just. We're friendly with the Ring Brothers, and uh, every time we get out to SEMA, I, I try to meet new builders, um, ones that I haven't even met before, and they do a fantastic job. I forgot who built this uh, 69 Camaro. There's a silver 69 Camaro. Um, I forgot what booth it was in. It was near the Lingenfelder booth, um, but uh, it had it had a... I want to say a pro charger or Vortec on it, but it was like rear mounted, like, like reverse mounted um, and low mounted. So the pulley was facing the engine and it was lowered down uh, below the intake tube and just a really, really well done. Forgive me. I don't know the builder. I didn't, uh, but I, I have pictures of it in my gallery that I'll be posting. It's silver uh, and it's got red and black interior and it is 
sharp. Uh, I think it might have uh, like a like a cantilever, like inboard suspension, like in the trunk area as well. Um, uh, Dave Kindig uh, built a, a, a vintage vet. I want to say sixty, maybe nineteen sixty ish vet. It's not the dual headlights, the single headlight. You guys tell me. Is it 62? But he did a vet with a fantastic Lingefelter engine with an eight-stack motor. Uh, I don't know if you got a chance to see uh, Ken or not, but Ken Lingefelter said, uh, uh, when you see Goldberg, give him my best. Give him a big <laughs> hug. And I said, uh, I said, sure. And he always tells a story. Said, okay, I'll do it. Uh, and he always tells a story. Uh, I forgot which auction you guys were at. I don't know if it was a Barrett Jackson or a Meekum or something. And and uh, I think he was in the audience and like you were on stage and you went down and you picked him up and you carried him up on stage and you're like, this you need to be up here. And he just he just loves that story. He has a blast doing it. He's such a he's the nicest guy out there and uh, uh, he's fantastic. By the way, I I asked him about uh, again. Go go ahead. I asked him about the C8 Corvette. He said he ordered six of them. <laughs> yeah, does that surprise you? No, not in the least bit. Uh, uh, he was one of our interviews on Shift and Steer as well, and he's always fantastic to interview. Uh, he ordered six of well, them. Again, again, with the stories that you say, and, and everybody sees you know, in real time with Ron on the show, um, we, we've got to thank God that we're involved with a business uh, such as the car world where, you know, 90% of the people are just absolutely fantastic. They really are. And and it, it's funny, on, on one of the Shift and Steer episodes, we talked about that, uh, you know, guys, I've been going to SEMA, I don't know, 12, 13, 14 years. Some guys have been going 20 years uh, and more. Uh, Brad Fanshawe has been going f- forever. Uh, Pete Shaporis, when, when he was on our show before he passed uh, a year or two ago, he was one of the founding like members of SEMA. He was like one of the, like the first VP of marketing. And what we talked about was everybody in that industry, over the years, many of them have moved from company to company, and you always follow the person. The brands are always there, and you know you can work with them, and they're always fantastic, but it's the people. And and you'll you'll know somebody for 10 years at one company, he'll move to another company, and you kind of go with the person. And that's I, I love that about that because uh, there's so many wonderful friends there. And I love SEMA because as much as is in California, we have a lot of, you know, we have some car builders and we have a lot of the manufacturers and companies out here, but there are so many that we don't get to see or talk to because uh, uh, they are uh, far away. And SEMA is the great time to do it. Um, I, I meet with my friends, Holly and Comp Performance Group, Comp Cams, all those guys. It's always so great to connect with them at, at events like this. So uh, it was good. Um, one of the other vehicles, uh, Redline Oil, had the Dodge Rampage that Mike Copeland built, and it was fantastic. Uh, it was super over over the top. His 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 company's called Arrington Performance, and uh, he did uh, he did a a three ninety two Hemi in the back of the Dodge Rampage. The Rampage is Dodge's nineteen eighties version of like a Ranchero or an El Camino. And he did like a tube chassis, and in the bed of this thing, he put a 392 Hemi with uh, eight stack, excuse me, eight stack injection and uh, and uh, tall velocity stacks on it. That thing was fantastic. Um, 
tons more, uh, obviously tons more cars. Of course, Leno's, uh, <laughs> Leno, Leno, <laughs> when Leno did his last episode of The Tonight Show, uh, Craig Ferguson, as a joke, found like a 68 Bronco, just piece of junk. And he got there super early in the morning at NBC lot. And he had this thing towed and dumped in Leno's parking space with a note that says, congratulations on your retirement. Here's a little something in case you get bored. And he dumped this Bronco in Leno's parking spot at the NBC lot. And Leno went out and he's like, I know this is supposed to be a joke. He's like, but this is the greatest gift ever. And, uh, and it sat at his shop for years. And then he teamed up with Ford and, uh, and a couple of groups and they built – this Bronco, it looks bone stock, beautiful blue with the stock wheels and the, the white hard top. But underneath is a fully built chassis. And check this out. He had the new Shelby GT500 engine in there. It was a secret that they've been working on with Ford Performance uh, for a while. It had the 760 horsepower GT500 engine in there, but... Because you can't get the GT500 with a manual, he had a Tremec five-speed manual on the back of this thing. So, so far, as far as we know, he's the only one with a crate engine, and he's the only one with a manual transmission, and he put it in his Bronco. If he didn't have that full custom chassis underneath, it would tear that little truck in half. So, again, he reestablishes the fact that he's one of the coolest car guys he ever. He really is time. one of the coolest car guys <laughs> And... Uh, uh, it's, uh, and, and he's great and he's fun. We, when we, we judged the, uh, the Hot Wheels Legends Tour where we talked about earlier and he was one of the judges for that as well. So, um, a great lineup of cars, by the way, the Optima Ultima Streetcar Challenge. Um, uh, they keep upping their game, Datsuns and, 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 and Porsches and Mustangs and Camaros and trucks and all kinds of crazy stuff in there. Um, anyway, the list goes on and on. Uh, Rutledge's, Rutledge Woods, uh, Toyota Supra was in the Toyota booth. Very cool build. Um, Pete Brock's uh, yellow Datsun 510 was in the Braille Batteries booth. Uh, uh, I swung by the Mopar booth. Um, some really cool stuff in there. Um, and uh, uh, and I think they did an announcement on the uh, drag pack, the Dodge Challenger drag pack. But um, uh, anyway, lots of photos up on the gallery. We'll tell you guys uh, more about that in the next coming uh, episodes. Like we said, we're doing some bonus episodes, and we've got plenty uh, before we wrap up. But let me tell you a little bit about our friends at Dodge. Hurry into your local Dodge dealer. You don't have to wait until Black Friday to get a great deal because right now Dodge is offering power dollars. With power dollars, you'll get $10 off for each horsepower of your new car. Every 2019 Dodge Charger, every 2019 Dodge Challenger, that means you could buy a 2019 Dodge SRT Hellcat Red Eye and receive an almost $8,000 cash allowance. You get more power, you get more off. It's that simple. So hurry into your into the Dodge Black Friday sales event and take advantage of Dodge Power Dollars. This is an event that goes on all month long, not just on Black Friday. So check them out. Go to Dodge. Uh, all right, so uh, we're going to wrap it up and hand over the studio to the other guys. Uh, Bill, I'm glad the move is going well. I'm glad fishing is going well. 
<laughs> the best part about the move is that I just got the phone call that the carbon car is 15 minutes out. So, oh, gentlemen wow. and ladies, I love you guys. And uh, let's do it. Let's wrap it up so I can go wrap myself a car. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening again. Check out all the social media. Follow Goldberg and myself, Motorator, on social media and uh, on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram only lets me post 10 photos at a time, so the full galleries are at facebook.com slash Motorator. And I've been reposting them on uh, on the CarCast uh, 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 Facebook page as well. So, uh, Bill, thanks. Uh, good luck. Go get your car. And until next time, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. Boom, 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 boom. TikTok. Dodge Horsepower Challenge. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. CarCast Show.